Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is the son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Kadesh in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Dagwood Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. Let us pray. Close your eyes, lift up your hands to God. Ask God to speak to you out of his holy word. Ask him that the words you hear today will transform you. You will never be the same again. That you move higher in every area of your life. Ask him to send you the Holy Spirit personally into your life to minister to you, to speak to you in your heart, to imprint his word in your mind so that you walk in complete obedience to him. Lift up your voice, say something to God this morning. Ask him to minister to you. Ask him to touch you out of his holy hill. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome somebody sitting next to you. Let's take our seats. Say something nice to somebody. At least, if for nothing at all, tell the person that he or she is looking nice. Because I think that everybody is looking nice this morning. Amen. And you're welcome to this morning service. Before I minister the word of God, I want to invite um, all the way from Abiokuta in Nigeria. Reverend Felix. Reverend Felix was with us. He was with me in India many years ago. Came back to Ghana. Worked with me. We all started this church together. He was sent as a missionary to Abiokuta to start a church there. And by the grace of God, he has started a church there. I think last two weeks or so, there were 30 something. Amen. And so, we want to welcome him to bring us greetings from the giant of Africa. Amen. Put your hands together for him. Oh, are you happy to see him? Your clap is a bit. Amen. Amen. It's, it's a blessing to be home. This is home for me. And um, um, I stand here with nostalgia this morning. You know, Apostle has been a blessing to my life. Ever since I met him in India, my life has never been the same again. I think that God knows us very well. So he knows the type of pastor that is good for everyone. The way I am, if I didn't meet Apostle, I think that maybe... <laughs> maybe I'll not even be a Christian by now. You know, but he's, he took me in, in India. I didn't know why. But um, he seemed to find something good in me all the time. And keep encouraging me to press on, to do the best that I can do for God. You know, so um, I know we are in his birthday week. And today is our day of celebration. But I want to use this opportunity to say thank you, Apostle, for being a great father to me, for taking care of me, for helping me 
You know, when I met him, I was not married. The day, the year I got married, I remember the early, the early week of the year, Apostle called me and he said that, Felix, this year you must get married. This year you must get married. And by the end of that year, I was married. Amen. Yeah, by the end of that year, I was married. And, and that is a journey on itself. The way I got married is a journey <laughs> on itself. You know, and Apostle was there. Apostle paid for my two children and all that. <laughs> you know, he, he sent me to Abiyokuta. Amen. <laughs> it's a blessing. I just want to say all these things to say that we are blessed. The very One of the best pastors you can ever have. Amen. So if you are here, if you are here, please write it somewhere. You will be a great person. Under the pastor that the, the Lord has given us. I thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. He's looking like a Nigerian too now. <laughs> First Kings chapter 13 verse 1. Preach. The title of my short message this morning is Faith is Obedience in Little Things. I think the Aquaman ladies are looking splendid. Let's put our hands together for the airport. They are preparing you for your international life. Amen. I think they are looking like air hostesses. Yeah, they are looking beautiful. If you've not traveled before, take pictures with them. Put it on in, put it on Instagram. Everybody will think you are you are at an airport, about to travel. It will be a prophetic picture of how your life will be. Amen. But the but the airport stars are looking very nice this morning. Faith is obedience in little things. You see, the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. You don't live by money. Many things money cannot buy. Money cannot buy health. Money cannot money truly cannot buy love. Money can buy lust, but not love. Yeah. Nobody will love you because of your money. If you, are, you know one day I met a boy, we are not believing even giving money because of love. It's dangerous. It means when somebody with more money than you comes, you are finished. When I was in a relationship, I never bought my beloved nothing. Not that I didn't buy her anything. I didn't even buy her nothing. Even nothing, I didn't buy it. <laughs> yes. By principle. She, even when she comes to visit me, I don't even buy Coca-Cola. No. It is she that when I go and visit her, she will buy Fanta, but not me. I remember the first thing I ever bought for her. There was a convention. I forgot who came to preach. And she said she wanted the tip. I said, can I buy it for her? And I said, yes, I can buy it for her. Then I bought it for her. Never did I buy her anything. Yes. Then when we got married and the floodgates opened. Oh. She is the one who cannot use what I buy for her. She cannot use it. When I was in India, I used to buy her suitcases full of clothes. After one year, there are some that she has still not worn. Is it jewelry? Is it earring? Is it watch? I could buy her eight watches at once. How long would it take you to wear all? And each of them to is nice. It's true. I don't like buying things for myself. This type of new shirts, new shoes, new watch. So what I don't buy, buy for myself, I buy for her. It's true. My children. You cannot. You cannot. Before we are married, money, no. 
Never let money come into your relationships. Whenever I meet somebody who feels money is important, I become wary of the person. Because you see, once you can be bought, you are cheap, you have a price. Not everybody has a price. There are some people who are priceless. You should be priceless. A price shouldn't be able to be put on you. Yes. Not even $500 million. Once it is money, you should not be able to be bought. That's why God says that the just, if you are a just man, you will not live by money. Money will not be part of your equations. It is faith and belief. When I married my wife, why did I choose her? I chose her because I believed that she was the person God wanted me to marry. And the way I am, if I hadn't had that faith, it would have been very dangerous. But because of the faith I had, the belief I had, that led me into marriage. It keeps me stable in their marriage. Oh, yes. Because when you get married, marriage has things in it. Yes, the Bible says that those who get married will have trouble in their flesh. There's a lot of trouble in marriage. And if you didn't enter by faith, by belief, that this is what you should do. Faith is what you believe. If you don't enter by belief, somebody may even recommend someone to you. But after the person is being recommended to you, you should believe that that's the person you should marry for yourself. Amen. Amen. So today we are looking at this, new, this other aspect of faith, which is that faith is obedience in little things. First Kings chapter 13. We are reading a long chapter. Then I'll just finish after we finish reading the chapter. I can see from your balloons that you have a big celebration. Yeah. Today, instead of doing the little things I want, you want to do big balloons anyway. Listen to this passage of scripture First Kings 13 1. Please relax, I'm reading until verse 32, so don't think I'm finishing soon because I believe that you should hear everything that's in the chapter. And behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel. And Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. God sent a prophet. And the prophet cried against the altar of the Lord. Jeroboam was the king. And said, Oh, altar, altar. You know, let me tell you something. Sometimes you should be able to speak to objects. Jesus Christ said, If you can say to the mountain, you should be able to speak to your car. And say you will not be spoiled. You should be able to speak to your car and say, No armed robber will see you. Yes. Hmm. Oh, altar, altar. First said the Lord, Behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name, and upon you he shall offer priests of the high places that burn incense upon thee. A man's bone shall be bent upon thee. And he gave a sign the same day, saying, This is the sign which the Lord has spoken. Behold, this altar shall be broken, and the ashes that are upon it shall be poured out. And it came to pass, when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God, who cried against the altar in Bethel, that he put forth his hand from the altar, saying, Take him. It's not today that politicians have been saying, Catch prophets. Oh. 
a true prophet, politicians will hate you. Anyway. He said, catch him. They catch him. He said, catch him. And his hand, which he put forth against him, dried up. When the king tried to arrest the prophet, the king's hand dried up. So that he could not pull it in again. Five. The altar also was broken, just as the prophet said. You see, the Bible says that who is a prophet? Bible says a prophet is the one who, when he says something, it happens. Not the one who calls himself a prophet. And the ashes poured out from the altar according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. And the king answered and said to the man of God, I beg you. The one who was saying arrest him was not saying, I beg you. Entreat now the face of the Lord thy God and pray for me that my hand may be restored again. And the man of God prayed unto the Lord and the king's hand was restored unto him again and became as it was before. And the king said unto the man of God, Come home with me and refresh yourself, and I will give thee some money. And the man of God said unto the king, If thou will even give me half of your house, I will not go in with you, neither will I eat bread or drink water in this place. For so was it commanded me by the word of the Lord, saying, Eat not bread, nor drink water, nor turn again by the same way that thou camest. So he went another way and returned not by the way which he came to Bethel. So he began to obey what God has said. God said, don't eat bread in Bethel. Don't drink water in Bethel. If you enter through this way, go out through another way. And when the king told him to disobey God, he told the king, never. <laughs> I'll obey God and you obey God. Verse 11. Now, there also dwelt an old prophet in Bethel. And his sons came and told him all the words that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. The words which he had spoken unto the king. Then they also told to their father. And their father said unto them, Which way went he? For his sons had seen what way the man of God went, which came from Judah. And he said unto his sons, Saddle me the ass. So they saddled him upon the ass, and he rode thereon. And went unto the man of God and found him sitting under an oak. That's why he shouldn't rest too early. <laughs> and he said unto him, Art thou the man of God that came from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said unto him, Come home with me and eat bread. The same thing the king said. And he said, Now the young prophet said, I may not return with thee, nor go in with thee, Neither will I eat bread nor drink water with thee in this place. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, Thou shalt eat no bread nor drink water there, nor turn again to go by the way. That's why sometimes Judy also talk too much. Anyway, let me continue. In verse 18, the older prophet said unto the younger prophet, I am also a prophet. 
thou art. For you are not God. And an angel spoke unto me by the word. When God is speaking to you, you are quoting an angel. Anyway, you let's continue. <laughs> Verse 18. He said unto him, I am a prophet also as thou art. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee into thy house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him. But he lied unto him. Serious, oh. It shows you that men of God can also lie. Also lie. So he went back with him. He followed the lie. Anyway, let's read on. It's a nice story. So he went back with him and he did eat bread in his house and drank water. And it came to pass as he sat at the table eating and the food was in his mouth. In his esophagus, it was entering. That the word of the Lord came to back to the prophet. The first time he lied, though. See, the fact that somebody lied doesn't mean he cannot speak the truth. Both are coming from the same person. That's what the Bible says that test all the spirits to see of what sort they are. Test them. You cannot just follow everything everybody says, including me. The same priest or the same prophet who lied is now speaking exactly what God has said. As he sat at meat at the table, the word, now the first one, he said an angel spoke to him. Now God himself is speaking to him. The word of the Lord came to the prophet that brought him back. And he cried unto the man of God, that came from Judah, saying, Thus said the Lord, For as much as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord, and hast not kept the commandments which the Lord thy God commanded thee. Now, this is the person who lied to him. <laughs> and hast not kept the commandments which the Lord thy God commanded thee, but came back eating bread and drank water in the place of the which the Lord did say to you eat no bread and drink no water thy carcass shall not come into the sepulcher of thy fathers and it came to pass after he had eaten the bread and had drank the water that he saddled for him the ass to wait for the prophet whom he had brought back. And when he left him, a lion met him by the way and slew him. And his carcass was cast in the way and the earth stood by it and the lion also stood by the carcass. A lion is standing by a donkey and has not eaten a donkey. The, the lion sees a human being and the donkey. Leaves the donkey and kills the human being. Because of disobedience. When you disobey God, strange things will happen to you. Hmm. And be 
behold, men passed by and the lion didn't attack any of the people who were passing by. And they saw the carcass cast in the way and the lion standing by the carcass, not eating it. And they came and told it in the city where the old prophet was because it was news. And when the prophet that brought back from the way heard it thereof, he said, you see, before he even asked, who is it? What was he wearing? How does he look like? <laughs> look at what he said. As that they described that something strange has happened. A lion has killed a man and has not eaten him. And the lion is just standing there. And the donkey is also standing there. And people are passing. And the lion has not attacked anybody else. Then the prophet said, it is the man of God who was disobedient. He didn't say I made him disobey. Let me tell you something. You are, you are responsible for your life. Let me tell you something. You see, that's why in this church, I don't like you. Come, I'll pray for you. Come, I'll pray for you. Come and see me after church. I'll lay hands on you. I'll give you a prophetic word. All your life, there's nothing like that. Though. It is you and God. Come for all night. I'll give you special one 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 that went to somebody's house. He had like eight bottles of oil. Each bottle of oil is for a different situation. And one of the bottles of oil that ready for emergencies. <laughs> emergencies. He said, and if the man of God was disobedient unto the word of the Lord, therefore. The Lord had delivered him unto the lion, which has torn him and slain him according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke unto him. He said that when God spoke to him, he didn't obey God. This old prophet is now saying he should have, if he had sense, he should have disobeyed me. If he had sense, he should not have followed me back when I said come back. Then he went and found his carcass cast in the way and the ass and the lion standing by the carcass. The lion had not eaten the carcass neither had torn the ass. And the prophet took up the carcass of the man of God and laid it upon the ass and brought it back. And the old prophet came to the city to mourn and to bury him. And he laid his carcass in his own grave. And they mourned over him saying, Alas, my brother! Meanwhile, the old prophet who disobeyed God, God didn't do anything to him. And it came to pass, after he had buried him, that he spake to his son saying, While I'm dead, then bury me in the same sepulchre. Wherein the man of God is buried. I think he wanted to apologize to him in their grief. <laughs> Faith is obedience in little things. Most of our, the problems of our lives come from little acts of disobedience to God. Most of our blessings also come from little things we do. You see, when, when, whenever I think of um, this scripture or this uh, faith 
um, it's obedience in little things. I think of Lorena. Lorena, come. You know, many years ago, she used to belong to a group of about 14 dancers or more. Like 14, 16. And you know, at a point, I, I told their leader to tell them, where is Steve? He was their leader. They should smile when they dance. They should smile. When they are dancing, they should smile. Do you remember? They were all told at the end that oh, he had a, a secret meeting with you. It was told everybody at the rehearsal smile. But they won't smile, no. And I'll be sitting down and would, would they smile? It's nicer when you dance and smile. So one day, I don't know what happened to me that day, but I'm sure I must have been in a bad mood. Because pastors are also flesh and blood. Touch me. Is this spirit you feel? Spirit. You feel flesh. There's blood in the flesh. I'm normal. Okay. <laughs> so I think I came to check in. I don't know what happened. Maybe today that I was in a happy mood. Maybe. But as I was looking at them, I remember that day like yesterday. She was the only person smiling and dancing. Only. Then suddenly I called Pastor Sam of the church and said, you know, Lorena, I want to pay her school fees. Then he told me, I'm already paying her school fees. So then, so what can I do? Is there any need she has? Only from the smile, though. Only from the smile. That's why she's here today in nursing school about to become a doctor. From a smile 30 years ago. 30 years ago. Something small. You don't have to be paid. You don't spend money to smile. I mean, you don't have to even bath. Maybe that morning she had not even bath. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Some people come to church without body. Don't let me ask how many of you are bad this morning. <laughs> I say that every time I think of this, I think of her. Just a smile. I, it provoked me to bless her. And many of us say little, little things. Little things that don't even cost you anything. You won't do it. Makes all the difference. Bible calls it the little foxes that spoil the vine. Little foxes. How are marriages destroyed? Little things. Clap for Lorena as she goes back to her seat. God concerning big things is as important as having faith in God concerning little things. The Bible says, He that keeps the whole law and offense in one little part is guilty of all. For he that said, Thou shalt not kill. Is the same person who said, Thou shalt not covet. Killing is a big one, you can see murder. But envy and jealousy, you can't see it. But the Bible says that for envy is like the grave, <laughs> envy leads to death. People kill each other because of envy. The Bible says that. 
Jesus was delivered to be crucified because of envy. When the Pharisees saw that he, he had a large crowd, they envied him. That all men followed him. They envied him. They killed him. But it doesn't look as dangerous as murder. Be careful of little things. If you have faith, you must have faith in the big commandments as well as in the seemingly little instructions. The story of this prophet, you see, that's why I'm saying that. If you look at me as a pastor, look, there are many, look, like uh, Pastor Felix said, Pastor Amos said, I can instruct you. You are the least by one successful person, if earthly by earthly standards. If I've been able to lead, my, to lead myself to where I am, it means I can also lead you to where you should go. But I'm very careful about leading people practically day by day, every day. Because, you know, everybody too has what they want to do. One day I saw a girl. High-paying, high-flying international job. She wanted to resign from the job and go to school. You know, the first thing that occurred to me was when you leave this job and you go to school and come back, how sure are you you will get a job again? You see, but I couldn't tell her because she said, Oh, but don't go, just go on a steady leave. I don't know, go on a steady leave and come back and let them ask you if the job was waiting for them. A job that you can go away from for two years and they receive you back. It's only civil service. <laughs> it's civil service. So she said she wanted to resign from her job, go to school, do her master. I am perfect. Oh. So I told her, no, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea. I thought of all the bad things that will happen. And she said, okay. Then later on, I found out that she wasn't happy with me at all. She said, I'm sitting on her happiness. That when she wants to do something to make her happy, I said no. So I called her. I didn't let her know I'd heard what I said. I just said, Oh, you know, that discussion we had, eh, I think it's a powerful idea. I think it's a very good idea. You should go. Then I gave her some reasons why it's a good idea. That it's always good to have a master's degree, it's better than a professional degree. Having a master's degree makes you more mature, makes you more broad minded, makes you more. <laughs> I gave her many reasons why it's good to go and do. She was very happy with me. <laughs> yes, very happy with me. Because you see, I don't want to control your life. It is for that reason that there, I don't know if it's title or rank or nomenclature or name or description. That thing they call people daddy, daddy, daddy. I don't like it at all. Though. Let me announce to you today. I don't, because, because there's a reason we explain it to you. If I accept that title, Daddy, it means I'm responsible for your life. If you don't be responsible, and I don't know if you want to be responsible for your life, that you are too complicated. <laughs> yes. I want to be responsible for the life of two people. I can beat them to do what I want. Those are the two people who should call me Daddy because I can make them do what I want. But you, when you go to your house, I don't know who else is talking to you there. You come to church, you're calling me daddy. Why? Do I pay your school fees? One day I met a guy at the Kodesh. I don't even know him. Because I'm my wife's husband. 
he began to call me daddy. What I did to him at that place that day, I asked him, do I know your name? Do you know that I'm fatherless children and I'm going around town spreading seeds without knowing who my children are? What is my full name? I asked him, what is my full name? I said, how can it be that you don't know your father's full name? Ah, like 10 minutes I was on that case. Yes. That's why I don't like that title, daddy. It makes me assume something that I can't assume. Yes. If you're looking for a name to call me, you don't know my name. Just say bishop. That's all. Then I'll answer. Then we are going. Hmm. He said he prophesied. The kind of things he prophesied. He didn't sit in his church and prophesy against the king. He went to where the king was and prophesied against it. That God said, I should tell you this and this and this. Powerful prophets. Full of faith. Are the prophets who prophesied that the sitting government will lose elections and other how it goes with them and their ministries. It's not easy to just prophesy against the king. But this prophet had so much faith in God that he obeyed God, went to where the king was. Can you imagine the protocols he had to pass through? But so much was his faith that he broke through to where the king was. Prophesied against the king. Then when the king tried to arrest him, a sign happened. The king's hand shrank. Wow! Then the king began to beg him. I mean, if it was me, eh? I would not have prayed that prayer immediately. I would have said, you wait. When I leave the town, then I'll pray, say that your hand. But immediately, he prayed again and the hand was restored. Powerful. Has obeyed the big command. Now what the next command? Don't eat bread here. Don't drink water. You think about it. How long does it take to prophesy to say, oh king, oh king, oh altar, you'll be broken. I'm sure within Four minutes he had finished his work. The Bible God has told you four minutes. Don't eat now. Leave between breakfast and lunch is how long? Hours. So not even that you are hungry. God is only saying, do not eat here. Go and eat there. Then one two you began to fight with God. Learn to disobey things you don't have faith about. Even if I tell you to do it. You must believe that having faith and being obedient in little things may change your life even more than being obedient in big things. Ten little things you should be obedient in. They will close. Number one, having a daily quiet time. Reading one scripture a day, one verse a day. Don't come and tell me that, Pastor. No, no, no. I was listening to Bishop Oyedepo, and he said, I read 20, I read. 20 chapters of scripture a day to flush out my system. <laughs> then I pray for some hours. Then when I finish praying, then I read 10 scriptures to fill my system. I heard him saying it. So every day, I read 20, script, uh, 20 chapters to flush out my system. <laughs> then I read 
10 chapters to fill my sister. When I read it, I said, thank you. <laughs> if you talk about big things, I'm talking about little things. Every morning when you wake up, read your Bible. Even if it is one verse. God will speak to you in that one verse. After all, one day Jesus went to preach and his whole sermon was a kingdom, the, the kingdom of God is like a man who planted seed in his ground and went his way. End of sermon. What again do you want? If Jesus can preach one verse sermon, as for you there, you say it's not good, you must have revelation from ten verses. That's why you don't read your Bible. You want to do something big so the small thing never happens. Sometimes I tell husband that, look, especially the newly married man, I've told you I'm married for a while, so I think you don't impress anybody again. So, but the newly married people, I tell them, every time you are going home, have a gift for your wife, no matter how small it is. I tell them, so if it's yogurt, buy yogurt. One, where you go, say that, oh, when I was coming home, I thought about you and bought you this yogurt. If it's chocolate, the small one, two CDs or three CD one, buy it. Whenever you go home, give it to her. So I bought you this chocolate on my way home. I thought every time you are going home, have a gift for your wife. There is no how I want a, a bouquet of red roses. Each of them is 80 Ghana CDs. How many times can you give that bouquet of red roses? Always have something small. Planting chips, one bag. When I was coming home, I bought it for you. I'm serious. I'm very serious. I teach them. Something small. If you want to do something big, it won't come on. Number one, daily quiet time. Daily reading the Bible. Number two, daily prayer. Have a habit of daily prayer. Even if it is 10 minutes. Even if it is 10 minutes. Prayers can be short. Prayers can be long. But pray. You see, what I really want to pray is that Jesus Christ said that there. In that day, many will come and say, Lord, Lord, and I'll say, I don't know you. After you pray to God, at least that one day, Jesus can never say that he know you. Somebody who was talking to you every day. If there was somebody who, I'm sure some of you who walk, there's some cocoa salad that every morning you greet. <laughs> you, are, you are not even friends. But that greeting, oh, hello, good morning. Say, Mawache. Then you are going. <laughs> even if you don't buy her, whatever, it establishes a relationship. One day, there was an old man in America who died. Do you know how they knew he had died? He had been living alone, I think, for 28 years or something. I forget the fact. But at a restaurant, he used to eat at every single day. It wasn't free, he would pay. But then, when he didn't come to eat there about three days, the workers there called the police that this man hasn't come here for three days. Can you go to his house and go and check up on him? And when they went, he was dead. The daily regular interaction established a relationship the daily regular interaction no matter how small it was established a relationship every morning pray even if look 
Mike Murdoch says that every day he goes to his, his um, study or, or prayer room, even if he's not going to pray or read his Bible. Some of us to go and greet God. That God, I didn't live without acknowledging you. So you just go there and sit down and get up and go. Even if he doesn't pray or read his Bible, he will go there to go and acknowledge God. Then he will continue on his way. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's why he is who he is and we are what we are. So, number one, daily scripture. Number two, daily prayer. Number three, a little habit of listening to messages, podcasts, by the man of God, God has given to you. And it's free. And instead of watching things on the internet that don't help you, you can listen. You are in a truck show going to work. The headphones are in your ears. What are they discussing on the radio in the truck show? E-Levy. E-Levy, they don't curse it. Are you not in Ghana? Why have they said they'll do that they've not done? It is FDC who can say we'll do something and when the people say we don't like it, we don't like it, stop it, stop it, they'll stop. Not these guys. These guys, they are like God. What they determined to do, they'll do. <laughs> Amen. There's no importance in discussing E-Levy. You know, Recently, I was asking myself, if Russia attacks Ukraine, what would that do for you? <laughs> Russia, you've not been there before. Vladimir Putin is not your friend. Ukraine, whatever Lukashenko or Lukashenka, he doesn't know you. Why are you so uninterested in Russia attacking Ukraine? Secrets of the world's richest man about King Solomon that he shared how King Solomon became rich. Some scripture that if you are not anointed for prosperity, you can never understand. That he shared it and explained. Wow, 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 wow. Read it as I was having my quiet time that morning. Later that day, I met a brother who needed some business advice. One of my church members, so he called me. That I want to start a business, something, so I don't know what to do. So I shared my quiet time with him that day. That look, I think you can do this. And I just shared my quiet time with him. When I finished, he was so blessed that he gave me a plot of land for that revelation I shared with him that morning to help him. You see, then later on, it struck me that when the Bible says that and thou shalt meditate upon it day and night that thou mayest observe to do for then shalt thou make thy way prosperous it is practically true that when daily you read your bible there is a way that it directly leads your prosperity maybe you read for your quiet time that day be angry but sin not let not the sun go down with your anger then in your quiet time you read how does this apply to you? So I say, look, this quick temper is not helping me. I can be angry by shooting sin. Then you read again, you were studying on anger. Then the scripture said, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Said, ah. When I became angry, it's like, I'm going to hug anger. It's like, I'm a fool. Then you read again, he who cannot control his spirit 
It's like a city without walls. So when I'm angry, people just come in and down like there's no control. Then you read again. For he who cannot control his spirit, no, for he who has control over his spirit is stronger than he that can take ten cities. So, hey, if I can control myself, I'm stronger than somebody who can capture ten cities. So then you pray, Lord, help me to control my anger. Then it was in your mind. Then you listen to a message talking on anger. Then in the course of the day, you had a situation where one of your clients really annoyed you. And the way you are, normally speaking, or before this quiet time, you would also have given him back your peace of mind because the other scripture that you know is that answer a fool according to his folly. <laughs> Which is also in the Bible. It's also the Bible. You answer a fool according to his folly. The other scripture that has always been ready in your mind too is that deep collect unto deep. <laughs> and also that can two work together except they be agreed. So that's what you've been using. But that morning, another perspective came. That this anger, no, it's not good. So instead of using answer a fool according to his folly, for that day in particular, Anger rest in the bottom of fools is what was ringing. So you controlled yourself. You didn't react. And because you didn't react, it led to a contract and another contract and another contract. Your blessing has been directly related to your quiet time that morning. And as you read the quiet time that morning, your beloved really behaved in a some way situation. Which, I mean, even if God were judging the situation, if you had flagged him, God would have said, you didn't even go far enough. <laughs> because, you know, in relationships, things happen, eh? Sometimes people deserve slaps. Yes. But because of your quiet time that morning, you controlled yourself. Because you controlled yourself, now your beloved brother came to apologize to you. And because you apologized to that, his confidence that you'll be a good wife increased that oh the way she was able I, mean, I didn't do well at all even he went to report himself to his mother that today he didn't behave well then his mother said so what did she do then you yourself said that she just forgave me i didn't say anything i came to save me with food and drinks and then your mother said Yes. Your beloved mother now began to give you marks. Then you now were sitting down. It's true, it's true, it's true. Then your mother, then your beloved mother told um, him. How did they say quickly? It's not shortly. How did he say anything? suddenly your body is standing on because of your quiet time you had that morning oh yes that morning you read for your quiet time he that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver then you read again Wealth gotten by vanity shall diminish. 
They say, hey, great for money is not good too much. Then later in the day, you met an old friend coming from men's gold office. Isa, Isa, old friend coming from men's gold office. Who are just going to invest hundred and twenty? The person has sold two of his cars to go and uh, invest in men's gold. I was encouraging you to do that. Then you remembered, wealth gotten by vanity shall diminish. But the witch was talking about it. You couldn't even. No, no, no. The person had not yet gone to even. The person had gone for her second interest uh, money receiving. And opened her bag and showed you 72,000 CDs. This is the receipt for men's gold. You can't argue against it. 72 is here. This is the receipt for men's gold. Then you heard your quiet time. Wealth gotten by vanity shall diminish. And you couldn't argue against it. You said, okay, I went and think about it. Then you knew you wouldn't do it. Then a week later, boom, 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 Bank of Ghana has announced the closure of 42 unregulated non-banking financial institutions with what immediate effect? People that disappeared because of men's gold. Though. I heard of a contractor who was given a big contract to build an estate. And though they give you the money in batches. So I think they gave him something million dollars. And you start by clearing the land. You don't use all at once like that. So he went to invest a lot of the money in men's gold and paid the caterpillars to start clearing the land. So down he would turn the money around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, as he invested the money, a week later, men's gold collapsed. He has not been seen since or heard thereof. His wife doesn't know whether he's dead or alive, whether he's in Ghana or has traveled abroad. What? what? He disappeared. Maybe the rapture, I don't know. Yes. When you have your quiet time, when you have your quiet time, you'll be surprised at how your life will be directed by it. Fourth little thing. Regular church attendance. Oh, you know, this is probably the most important. It is so little. You see, it is so little that when you cannot do it, nothing else can be said for you. One day I traveled. By the way, I'll soon be starting traveling again. But one day I traveled. And when I came back, I saw there was a singing group in my church. There were about four. But when I came back, I saw a new girl in it. I didn't know her. I mean, I learned not to be impressed with things. So, I didn't say anything. Then the next week, Sunday, I saw her again. The next week, Sunday, I saw her again. Mavis or Henny. I said, okay. Then I saw her again. I said, hey, it looks like she's very good. She said, oh, yes. She was in tech. Since she came back, she had joined this very faithful... Every so I had a meeting with her. 
What is your name? What are you doing? This, that, that, for the national service. I said, oh, really? Dog and beloved. No. Mm. Suddenly, I remembered a certain brother who also needed a beloved seriously. And we didn't know what to do about it. Because the way they brought to us, he needs help. So, and the way the sister is too, she too, she needs help, but in an opposite way. Each of them needs help. But because of her faith, I said, this brother, I don't want anybody who will come and worry him. He's not type of brother that by the time he's somebody that can't to worry him. So I said, I don't want anybody. But when I saw the girl who needs a beloved, I saw their brother who needs a beloved also because of their faithfulness in church attendance only, only. I don't know much about her, but the church attendance regularly spoke volumes. Volumes. I said, ah, I think today the two children, they have one and a half or two and a half. <laughs> yes. Regular church attendance will do you more good. You see, many people who die from stroke, not that they don't take their medicine, but they don't take it regularly. Doing something regular is very important. Number five, another small thing, paying tithe. It looks like nothing. Last month I paid tithe. I don't know what happened. Two months ago, I've been paying tithe for three years. I don't know what happened. Let me tell you something. Thank God, most of the things that have not happened to you, that you don't even know about, the accidents we're supposed to have, that didn't come on. You know, the Bible says that he sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. I feel, I believe, that many times we even fall sick and are healed without even knowing we fell sick. Oh, yes. Look, I don't know how many people are sitting here, maybe 120 something. If they test for COVID after church, huh? <laughs> you will be surprised that you have COVID as you are sitting here. And God has just covered you. And you got it. Look, how many of you believe that you got COVID at a point? Lift up your hands. Look at that. Did you go and test? Me, I advise people never to go and test. Walk in faith and be healed. Yes. Thank God for the things he delivered you from. The pickpocket was coming to steal your bag. And an angel just slammed him. Or an angel turned his head and said, no, this one, this one, this one. The Bible says that God will give your life for the life of the Egyptian. There are many times when, look, even our forefathers had um, a belief that when a dog dies in the house, it's somebody in the house who was supposed to die. And it's like the angel of death has been appeased by giving him the dog. Oh, yes. Little prayer meetings. Come and pray. That's why you see the Bible says that for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God. For no man understandeth him. 
how big in the spirit he speaks mysteries. When you are in a prayer meeting praying in tongues, you don't even know what you are praying about. The Bible says that for his spirit witnesses with our spirits, making intercession for us according to the will of God. I tell you, if you know the thing that you pray for in tongues, you cannot live a normal life. Oh yes. But God delivers you by making your spirit communicate with his spirit. Then you pray about it and you are delivered. Every time you cut yourself off from prayer, you have exposed yourself to things happening. And that is when also there is a program where people are being prayed for. Come! The Bible says that for the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man has great working power with God. You won't even know what it will do for you. Next. So pay of your tithe. He said, it will cause the windows of heaven to be opened over your life. He said, it will prevent you from being cursed. He said, it will prevent barrenness from coming into your life. He said, it will let the hand of the destroyer be cut short. And it will prevent the hand of the devourer from devouring your properties. Look, look at Job, who offers sacrifices. By the way, historically, the book of Job was written even before the book of Genesis. Abraham had not yet even been born. But the Bible says that Job made sacrifices unto God, both for himself and for his children. What was the devil's testimony? It's not even God who testified about Job. It is, it is the devil. The devil said, I went to attack him, but you built a wall of fire around him. May your tithe build a wall of fire around you. In Jesus' name. Number seven. Honoring and obeying your parents. Hey, those people. Look, you know, as for parents, you have to learn the dribbling skills of Maradona in order to get blessing from parents. There's a reason why the Bible also says that fathers provoke not your children unto wrath. That one twist in the Bible. Fathers, they can rob you the wrong way. Yes. You should learn how to dribble fathers and get your blessing and go home. Mm-hmm. But by all means, honor them. Number what? Choose your number. So many seeds. So all kinds of seeds. You know, and this morning's message is obedience in little things. I was asking God, today is the 20th. What seed should we sow? You know, when God said 20 cities, I almost found it difficult to obey. If he had said 200, my faith would have been more. That he's a God of big, uh, getting bigger every day, bigger, <laughs> like God gets into big things. But when God gives us easy, little, easy commandment to obey, we rather even struggle with those ones. You see, but I've learned to obey God. And even sometimes he's telling you 20 cities, it's also even a test. That will you believe him when it's easy? Will you even believe him when it's small? And you just smile. What is a smile? That one too is difficult. That one too is difficult. If if when they say jump and somersault, they say, Oh yes, that one is dancing. But just smile. Then we start to quarrel. I cannot smile. My mother didn't teach you how to smile. My father said if you smile, I mean all kinds of quarrels. God said 20 cities. I mean, look, it just struck me that's like that little thing, eh? He told Gideon, 
40,000 people, what what will I do with them? There are too many. There is a time when God will tell you it's too much. Then God told Gideon, it is with God to deliver by many or by few. Cut them down to 3,000. Yes. It is by 3,000 that he won the battle, not the 18,000. So God said, command the people to sow seeds of 20 cities, not 200. Yes. Then I asked him, what about the 22nd? He said, 22nd, 220 cities. Oh, yes. I can't lie to you. I hear from God, though. Really, really, I hear from God. One day I was in Gambia. I needed to apply for a Swiss visa to Switzerland. The embassy was in Senegal. I arrived there in the night, deep in the night. So I couldn't go and look for the place. So I prayed. I said, how can I find the Swiss embassy here in Dakar? That night, I had a dream. In the dream, I saw myself waking up. I came out of the lobby of my hotel in the dream. Then I turned left. Then I turned right. It was in the day. I turned left, turned right, turned left, turned right, turned left, turned right. Then I saw the signboard of the Swiss embassy. Then I followed it and went there. When I woke up in the morning and I came out of the lobby of the hotel, what I saw in the dream was what was on the road. So I turned left like I turned in the dream. I, I decided to follow the dream I had. I go straight to the embassy without asking anybody anything. I hear from God. No, I'm just telling you this dream to tell you I hear from God. <laughs> yes. Write some things. Next thing, next thing you should do. So, see, so when I tell you to do something, I try and believe it. Next one. Honor and obey your pastor also. Be allowed to use unintentionally. <laughs> you see, when your pastor speaks to you, eh? Check with the Bible. Check with the Bible. Check with the Bible to see whether what he said is true. The Bible said there is no scripture that of private interpretation. A pastor cannot say what he believes the Bible says. <laughs> no, but you listen to what the prophet told the guy. Oh. The guy said, God told me. God told me. Then the prophet came and said, an angel told me. You yourself, you have saints. God has spoken to you something. Somebody took out and said, that angel told me. My personal revelation is that they are following that. Ah, you bound me to be killed by a lion. That guy, when he gets to heaven, I don't know what you go and say there. One, one day Jesus told his disciples you see these Pharisees eh, because they sit in the seat of Moses everything they talk, look now Jesus, did, Jesus didn't say whatever they say, say he said based on the authority of the law of Moses everything they tell you to do do it in respect of the laws of God oh but then he said, don't do after their actions. So be careful. If I tell you something that's in the Bible, then do it. If it is not in the Bible, don't do it. Number nine. Join a pastor in the church. You see, it, it looks like a small thing. Oh. But the day of your birthday, 
when you go there party and nobody from the church comes don't insult the church oh. <laughs> don't say the church is unfriendly because a placenta is the smallest church unit that based on your profession you are in if you are a nurse, doctor lab technician something in the medical field you have the medical placenta you are a lawyer, you are a judge you are a law student you are a court clerk whether you receive bible or not, that is not the point that is your placenta if you are an entrepreneur you have your own business you are self-employed, whatever it is you are doing you have your group the other group, if you are a chartered accountant bookkeeper accounts clerk whatever you do with accounts, you have your group if you work in a bank any kind of bank or non-banking financial institution you have your group only men's gold staff are not allowed to join that group in the church. <laughs> so join the group in the church. Finally, avoid the company of unbelievers. Yes. Someone. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seats of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. Such a person who avoids unbelievers shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, whose leaves shall not wither. And everything that he doeth shall prosper. This is how to have unstoppable prosperity. Avoid unbelievers. Hey, because Charlie, the life of an unbeliever, see, they only appeal to the flesh. And we are all flesh. And our flesh is strong. So your greatest wisdom is just to avoid them. Because you will look like a fool if you don't avoid them. And you will feel like a fool. And peer pressure is strong. Join the company of believers. People who the Bible says have like-minded faith. They believe in God. They believe in Jesus. They believe like you do. Or they believe like you want to believe. Join them. These ten little things. Little things. Daily prayer. Daily reading of Bible. Daily listening to preaching messages. They'll do a lot. Change your life for the better. In Jesus name. Let's stand to our feet. Pray for yourself as we close. Ask the Lord to minister to your heart. That you will not go the same way you came. That this message will be like a seed that will grow and bear forth fruit in your heart. Maybe somebody invited you to church. But you know deep down in your heart that if you were to die today you cannot be sure that you go to heaven oh my brother the bible says in that day the books were opened and another book was opened which is the book of life and anyone everyone whose name found in the book of life was cast into eternal fire where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth Oh, my sister, today is the day to do a 
complete turnaround come back to Jesus he said today is the day of salvation but tomorrow that you are planning for next year that you are planning for may be too late this morning as we close I want to give you an opportunity to come to Jesus an opportunity to be saved you want to say pastor pray with me this morning I want to take the opportunity to be born again I want to believe once again and submit my life to Jesus pray with me if you are here like that and want me to pray with you please stand wherever you are lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you I see your hand my sister only lift up your hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you somebody invited you to church but take advantage of your being in church to be born again or maybe you are born again but you've gone away from God and you'd like to rededicate your life to God I want you to raise your hand also and we'll pray once as you go home you want to rededicate your life to God I see your hands at the back all over the place I see your hand God bless you if you've lifted up your hand please do one more thing please come to me in front and let us pray it's all about Jesus if you lift up your hand way at the back come 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 to the front let us pray together clap for them as they come clap for them as they come Bible says today is the day of salvation today is a day of good fortune God will receive you it's the acceptable day of the Lord thank you for coming thank you for coming is there anyone else who wants to join us before we pray you want to rededicate your life to God I feel in my heart there's somebody thinking should I come should I not come the Bible says that if you are ashamed of Jesus he will also be ashamed of you I want you to come to the front let's pray together and then we'll close and go home is there anybody else joining us coming let us pray this prayer together all of us in front I want the rest of the congregation to join us say Lord Jesus this morning I come to you just as I am please forgive me for all my sins I confess that I'm a sinner say Heavenly Father please write my name in your book of life so that when I die I will come to heaven say Holy Spirit please come and live in me and help me strengthen me to live the life of a Christian all the days of my life in the mighty name of Jesus I pray with thanksgiving from today I am born again from today I will follow Jesus thank you father for saving me in Jesus name amen put your hands together for them please go with our pastor he's with you for two minutes and then you will join us again oh keep clapping for them as they go please show some love show some love show some love bible says that when jesus returns in heaven over one sinner who repents hallelujah